Welcome to the Excellent Exo Chat with Bill and Nora. Our podcast is meant to educate, inform, and discuss the ever-expanding topic of exotechnologies. If you are interested in exoskeletons, robots, or automated systems, you should listen to us. We will be discussing how these technologies impact you through chats with experts and users from around the world. Hey, Nora, how you doing? Hey, Bill, I'm great. How are you doing? Doing good. What's happening today? All right. Well, I have a really fun topic today that actually came out of a fantastic meeting that we had with ASTM and some of our friends at the Korean Standards Association. Oh, nice. And yeah, and they brought up a question mm-hmm. which we have all been asking and kind of dancing around and and it comes into so many different aspects but uh what they were asking about we were talking about the um autonomous vehicles and and robotics and right. powered or active exos however you want to identify um uh, you know an exo that uses some sort of power source right and their question was is there any type of standard or any way that our technical experts are taking a look at the power sources and batteries for, yeah, for robotics, for powered exos, for autonomous systems, you know, different charging areas, how long does the battery last, different questions like that. And I just, I absolutely love that question because it comes up so much. Right. So I, I know from being in our um, F45 robotics committee, some of their meetings, one of the things that came up around this, because there are several standards organizations uh, like IEC and UL and others that, that have done stuff in the battery area, right? Right. But one of the issues that's not addressed and, and you know, it, it's a common issue, which is the interface between the battery and the charger how to make that a common interface sort of like your usb right that's Mm -hmm. a common interface everybody uses well think of think about going down to your local hardware type store and all the different brands of batteries for tools and Mm -hmm. taking one tool brand and another tool brand and switching the chargers yeah, that doesn't don't work. work. Right. Believe me, I know for a fact <laughs> because we have an electric weed whacker. It's a Milwaukee. Nice. Yeah. And you cannot take a, a non-Milwaukee battery Correct. and switch it out with a DeWalt or something. It just right. doesn't work. Doesn't work. Yes. Well, and, and here's the other thing a lot of people don't know. Um, well, I didn't know this for a while either. <laughs> so this is, you know, batteries aren't dumb batteries. Uh, these batteries, especially the lithium uh, ion batteries for tools and other things, they mm-hmm. have electronics in them, microchips. And so it's more than just, you know, acid and paper and semiconductor layers and other crud that's in a, like a regular battery. It's, it's not just a, a dumb battery. There's all these things going on in this thing. And so how do you get a good interface that also interfaces with those electronics because it's important for you know the the advanced batteries we have today to charge at a certain rate mm-hmm. to charge to a certain level to manage the battery so it has an extended life you know all of those things go into a battery right now from my understanding anyway 
Absolutely. Yeah. So one of the things that I was thinking about being just coming at it from a non-technical expert, right? Coming at it from more of just a consumer in everyday life. And I always come back to Marty, the autonomous robot or yeah. autonomous system that drives around a giant. Right. I've gone into giant sometimes and Marty is rolling around and, you know, he's reporting on spills and he's doing different cleanups. And then I've gone into giant and I've seen that Marty's at his charging station. Right. And immediately my thought is, okay, I know that there are workers at Giant that are walking around, but if Marty's not working, mm -hmm. are the employees aware that Marty's not working mm -hmm. and that they're going to report spills or they're going to take care of spills or they're going right. to you know, report that, some, that there's glass on the floor right. or something that shouldn't be placed there? Um, you know, same thing with a warehouse situation. If you have an autonomous arm or right. robot that is running on some type of battery or it's not plugged in and it, it stops working, the downtime. Right. So how long does it take to charge? How long uh, is it off yeah. the floor? And how does that affect production? Right. So you're, you know, you're getting into... Uh, I guess one of the ways to kind of frame this is you're getting into the challenges of this idea around what they call industry 4.0, this connection of people and machines mm -hmm. and sharing of data and awareness. Really what you're getting into is awareness. How do I know, you know, this robot, what it's doing, when it's, when it's charging, when it's down, when I need to do stuff, when it needs to do stuff, right. all of that. How do I share that data back and forth? And especially mm -hmm. when, it's all the way on the other side of the plant and I'm over here. How do I know these things? Right. And how does the robot know when I'm doing something that it thinks it should do? Right? Back it and should, forth. Right. right. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And, um, you know, we have staff in our D.C. office that that assist with identifying different articles and. And Craig Update, who works in our DC office, sent me and another staff manager a really cool article about a pizza shop right. that is using a robot to make the pizzas. Oh, nice. Which is really cool, right? But then I thought to myself, well, okay, let's think about this, right? Super Bowl weekend, that <laughs> robot's working really hard. Right. You know, you don't, you have kind of a, a dead man's crew, right? Because... Right you have a robot that's doing this and all of a sudden the robot goes down. Right. Um, you know, all these different aspects that need to be considered for working with these autonomous systems and making decisions. Do they work on battery? Are they plugged in? Well, you know, and, all those different aspects that and, go into this. Well, and, and flip that situation. You know, you've got a robot and, and human workers working together. Human gets sick. And now you need that uh, robot to do twice as much faster right. speed can you turn the speed up on it or is that not possible it can only work at one speed oh, absolutely. right so yeah, absolutely. Well, how do you manage it and how does how does someone who's the you know manager of that situation how do they deal with that it's like hey mm -hmm. what can i do can i can i turn the robot up or do i need to go find another person from another shop right away you know what do i do right right yeah, and I i mean, I remember being in college and working for a clothing store and, you know, we always had people that were listed as on call. Right. So we had our our typical 
um, staff or individuals that would go in, they were scheduled to work. But then we had the on-call crew. And basically, we would call in 30 minutes before our on-call time and say, hey, do you need us? Right. Um, do you need me to come in? Did someone call out? And then they'd say, no, we're good. Or, yeah, could you come in? Right. Um, a lot, uh, you know, based on this this new technology or newer technology, I mean, that's that's a lot of people don't just have an extra robot or an extra right. autonomous system just kind of laying around to be like, oh, this one is not working. So let's bring in the backup. That's no, call in. not going to happen, right? <laughs> Right. Well, and here right. here's here's the thing that's going on also. So one of the several, I, I won't say which one, but ser- I, let's just say several amusement parks uh, mm-hmm. would like to use uh, small robots to be out there with the crowd, with with their oh, yeah. customers and rest stuff. Right. And so if you're in a pizza shop, you can train your people about all the safety precautions and stuff with working with your robot, right? Of course. But, but if you're coming to an amusement park, you're not going through a training class in order to get in so that right. the robots can run around, right? Mm-hmm. So right. the robots have to be inherently safe. They have to be so safe, you don't need training around them. And that's that's a, a similar thing mm-hmm. with this on-call situation you're talking about. If I'm calling somebody in, right. uh, they may not have the same training as my regular people. So I need my robot to be inherently safe where you really don't need training about safety around right. this thing, you know, right. which is crazy, yeah, right? Absolutely. And you also have to think about, okay, are they, you know, you would assume that they're running on some sort of battery that's being sure. charged, you know, assuming and making sure that the battery life is what it needs to be, or yeah. if they need to go back to a docking station, Sure. Um, you know, it goes back to the docking station and then another one goes out. But, right. you know, you bring up other safety topics that we can absolutely get into during a different podcast. But these service robots um, that are coming into play here, they have to have a sensor, right, to make right. sure that they can sense if there's stairs. Right. Um, you know, you don't want you don't want a you know, an autonomous vacuum cleaner or a service robot falling down the stairs. But the other thing to consider, especially if you're going to be deploying any type of robot in an area where there's a mass of people, um, tip over. Right. Uh, you know, the last thing you want is some child or someone to go up to the robot and push them over or right. try to climb on it and it falls over or, um, so, you know, that's a, that's another topic that we can get into, but I just absolutely love this, the battery and the charging station and the, how do you manage that question that we've been getting lately? Well, and here's, a, here's another battery thing. So say there's a, some sort of battery malfunction, battery overheat. Is the robot set up to tell anybody they're having a problem? Right. Right. Is the autonomous system. Maybe mm-hmm. not a robot. Let's just say autonomous system set up to tell anybody before the thing catches on fire. And now, right. you know, <laughs> everybody's very aware that it's on fire. But that but, there's a problem. Right. right. And so yes. that's another challenge. Another, another mm-hmm. one which we all kind of, you know, say, oh, yeah, that's that could be a problem is uh, different levels of voltages around the world. Yes. And absolutely. You know, it's not just a 220 volt versus the 120 volt thing. It's the how consistent is your power? How clean mm-hmm. is your power that's coming into? 
You know, right. some places around the world, there could be power fluctuations and stuff in mm-hmm. their in their thing. And and that could obviously impact all of these types of systems. What do you need? What 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 is the basic minimum performance of just your power supply so you can even have a robot or autonomous system, right? Absolutely. Oh, yeah. I mean, and, you know, for individuals that may not know what we're kind of alluding to there, I always love the example of, I, I love the movie Leap Year, yeah. where this woman um, goes to, she's trying to go to Dublin, and she ends up in a small town, and she's trying to plug in her phone right. with the adapter, and when she plugs it into the wall, it pulls so much power that Boom. it sparks and the entire town goes out. <laughs> yes, exactly. Which is, just, uh, you know, so when, I, when we're talking about pulling of power and making sure that we have enough to be able to pull, I mean, that's just a cell phone. Yes. Uh, I can't even imagine not having the proper voltage to be able to utilize something as strong as an autonomous system or a robotic um, application Absolutely. I mean, those are all things that you need to take into consideration when you are looking at deploying any of these. Um, right. I mean, it, it gets down to things, a lot of, lot of, you know, simple things that people deal with just in their everyday house. Say you want to, you live in an older house and say you want to just put in a regular, you know, a newer modern appliance. Yeah. Well, you find out, guess what? I don't have enough amperage because I just mm-hmm. put in this brand new you know, fancy giant refrigerator, it pulled so much amperage, boom, it blew all my circuits in my circuit yes. box. And now I don't have a refrigerator and I don't have power. So what am I going to yes. do, right? So that happens to us constantly in my house. Um, we have now known that we cannot have the microwave, the television, and <laughs> our um, our battery-operated heater fireplace going at the same time or it trips the circuit. Right, right. <laughs> it's, and so that's, that's a complete upgrade of the infrastructure of your house in order to right. have that happen. And that would be the right. same thing at a business location or anything. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, very fun stuff. And so Absolutely. batteries are complicated just like because mm-hmm. they tie in the power and, you know, interfaces with batteries. You know, how do you get everybody to agree that we're going to have a similar interface, right? Yes. Absolutely. Yeah. So all great questions and all things that, you know, we can bring back to our yes. committees to discuss and our technical experts. But I, I thought that would be a fun topic today after speaking with our friends and, And uh, just it's fun to see that different countries and different technical experts from those countries are having similar discussions to what, you know, our technical experts are having as well. Yeah, it, well, it certainly takes a, a full global community to develop standards these days. Absolutely. So I'm glad glad they're thinking about it just like we are. So great Absolutely. talking to you today, Nora. Oh, you too, Bill. Thanks so much. Make sure your batteries stay charged and your interface <laughs> stays, you know, pure. <laughs> yeah, all right. You take care. All right, bye. bye. Thank you for listening to us today. Please share this podcast with your friends and join us next time.